0: Welcome to Prehistory with Daniel Barnett. Countries have a national motto, the US has In God We Trust, Trinidad and Tobago has Together We Aspire, Together We Achieve. For Haiti and France, liberty, equality, uh, fraternity, and for Jamaica, it's out of many one people. So like many countries, we're not a monolithic homogeneous people, even within the majority black population. And today, we're not going to focus as much on that majority population. We're going to talk about the history of one group of Jamaicans, Chinese Jamaicans, their immigration and the hardships they had to face from both white and Black Jamaicans as they made the island their home. And with me today, we have... A guest with us, one of my besties and one of the people who inspired me to start this podcast project and will be joining it shortly as a host, Kenny Schillingford. Schillingford. Hey, Kenny. <laughs> you have to really stress the Schillingford though. Yes, because it sounds fancy. So it needs to be fancy. Okay.
1: Oh, all right. Let me get you. I get you. I get you.
0: So as I mentioned early, her Kenny, will be hosting some episodes in the future. Uh, she's one who told me about Jamaica's first serial killer. Don't know if we've had any more since then. Hmm. Mm. We should look into that.
1: <laughs> Statistically, um, we probably have. Exactly. I, I don't think we should probably look into that too deeply.
0: <laughs> yeah, we should. People. I think we should investigate. Mm-hmm. It was true, cri- true crime. Next podcast true
1: crime. video. <laughs> yeah, but nothing ever gets solved. <laughs> Let's um let's not talk about the sad side of true crime. I know. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. True. Um, mm-hmm. just to keep just mm-hmm. to let everybody know, if you hear a little toddler's voice in the background, please ignore it as best as you can. Um, I try to put him, I try to put him down for a nap, but that's not working. That's okay. Well, that's
0: what rum is for. We'll figure out some method. Daniel, do
1: Nobody comes and a police to my house
0: here. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> There he is. I hear the little cutie pie. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway, it's fine, especially during COVID. So let's go back a couple hundred of years to China to go over what sparked the first migration of the Hakka people, who are the primary group from China to populate Jamaica. And what set that off was the first opium war. Thanks, Britain. What? So why I say that is because Britain was hooked on Chinese tea in the 18th century. And when I was, I don't know if you had the same thing, Kenny, when I was an ignorant kid, I thought Britain invented tea, but now that I'm a slightly less ignorant adult, I know it was China. You know, funnily, that is
1: also true. I did think Britain was just tea, tea was Britain. And then funnily, I actually started reading, uh, Manga that's all about tea, and then I figured out that most of it is actually from China and India.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not, not you now. Well, you...
1: obviously, I knew from before reading the manga, but still, it went into details.
0: All right. So, in return for the tea, uh, Britain sold opium to China, which was grown in India, and caused the population to become rapidly addicted to the drug, which led to damaging China socially and economically. So, again, Thank you, Britain. And then when China tried to fix a problem and stop opium from getting into the country, Britain said, "Uh, no, what do you think you're doing? You buy our products, you shut up and you like it. And then they sent their formidable Navy to you know, push, get their point across to force the trade to continue. So all this, plus some peasant uprisings and clan wars lit a fire on the poor and the desperate. So the first wave of Chinese immigrants came from Hong Kong on July 30th, 1854. Many were hospitalized from malnutrition and fevers from the voyage while others died on the trip. And then other Chinese laborers sought opportunities in Panama to work on a railroad from Panama City to Colón, which was a precursor to the Panama Canal. Uh, mm. Hellish working conditions and diseases. Oh, I have Panama Canal bookmarked for us in the future, because God knows a lot of Caribbean people died on working on that. But anyway.
1: And surprisingly, there are a lot of Jamaicans' descendants in Panama.
0: I met a couple. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of us went over there. I was really surprised to find that out. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. how many people went there to work on that thing. Yeah, Um, definitely. So hellish working conditions and diseases led to 300 dying within months. And Mm. an opium shortage led to a mass suicide of 125 people.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Opium shortage where? In China or on the ship?
0: Oh sorry no this is in Panama so while they're working on the railroad um they had a supply of opium um i guess you know to keep them from going through withdrawal and all of that my goodness and then there was just a sudden shortage and i think i believe the railroad company had something to do with it like they accidentally either blocked or shorted the Got got less stuff than they thought they would need um I don't remember what I read exactly and then because of the sudden opium shortage like a bunch of them committed suicide from you know that sudden cut off so that happened mm, that's pretty sad yeah it is it was really depressing um and um i mean it was so depressing that it uh, it actually legit freaked the, the railroad company out so they organized a ship to jamaica hoping to exchange them for some native jamaican workers but they didn't like us either so yeah we're hmm.
1: too rough or some brawling
0: uh that was exactly it because i thought it was so funny <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh gosh so the I'm other so white proud. workers i know right <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, the other white workers felt threatened by the With Chinese big. workers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and then the railroad company didn't appreciate their attempts to organize a strike to get equal wages. So that that was also a factor. But how when dare they got you the try black to jun- unionize? I know, right? Uh, anyway, I mean, they are Americans, so yeah, uh-huh. Ooh. unions. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, and when they got the Black Jamaicans, they didn't like our attitude because we weren't as industrious as the Chinese workers and not as broken spirited as uh, the American slaves. I guess our emancipation got to our heads. So, oh, you my know. Oh,
1: goodness. How dare you? <laughs> exactly.
0: How dare you? How dare you want mm-hmm. some respect? Okay. Dare. No respect at all for you none so the railroad workers were the second wave of immigrants and they came in on a ship called the vampire that was a perfectly timed scream from your kid
1: <laughs> well i guess we're keeping that in yeah yes, <laughs> so no but for real they literally named it the vampire ship
0: yeah i i was shocked when i read that i was like oh was this uh was this planned <laughs> like like yeah, yeah i'm gonna
1: let you know unsuspecting victims come up on the board of the vampire ship nothing is going to happen to you don't pay attention to the name it's just fanciness
0: <laughs> yeah just it's just so it special do ask questions. Don't I ask think too much questions.
1: Okay. No, yeah, right, man. Don't worry. We're not gonna suck your blood or you know get you addicted to opium. Nothing.
0: Yeah, especially considering that also like the seven hundred and nine who are uh, contracted to work on the railroad, only one hundred and ninety-five are made it to Kingston. So, I mean, vampire indeed. Seven hundred hmm. to
1: hundred.
0: Hmm. Yeah, man. So of the survivors, Robert Jackson Chin opened a wholesale house in downtown Kingston. He would kind of set the template for, you know, other of his countrymen to follow that business path mm-hmm. Two others. And listen to me butcher these names because I'm more used to Chang, Si, Pa, and Lin Sam opened grocery stores nearby. Um, Although, you know. Even, even years of Spanish lessons did not help me learn how to roll my R's. I don't know if you had an easier time in French but classes. So,
1: I, I kind of did. I actually okay. I used to do that for fun, actually. Just rolling your R's just to sound Spanish.
0: Oh, lucky you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen, I was an only child.
0: You, wait, oh, listen, my tongue was heavy, the same. okay? <laughs> you're the same. You were an only child as well. My heavy, uncultured tongue could not manage it. So there, oh, and it's thanks to the imports of these wholesalers that foods such as rice, saltfish, salt meats, flour, and cornmeal became staples of Jamaican diets, so we didn't uh,
1: cornmeal before that. So all of them cornmeal, pudding, and ton cornmeal didn't exist unless it was, you know,
0: I'm not sure if it's that they didn't have it. Maybe it's just that it was so hard to get it on a regular basis that. Maybe it was like, if you're lucky, you would get to eat that kind of thing. But I'm not sure, honestly. I didn't look into that part. Mm. Okay. By the 1860s, a Chinatown had developed in downtown Kingston. And mm. after the emancipation of slavery in 1830s, the Europeans needed to fill in the labor gap. So they hired contract laborers that to as coolies. I did not mm. know that's where we got the word coolies from, because I feel like growing up, that was a term used for um, Jamaican Indians. At least that's how I experienced it when we were going to school. That's how I saw heard like the term being used, but um, no, actually,
1: coolie was used. If I remember correctly from my years of history, coolie um, was actually used for the mix between the African American, the Afro-Jamaicans, and mm-hmm. the Indians, and then in that person would be the coolie. And if it's only in Jamaica that coolie is a compliment and in other countries where there are other Indian um, residents, it's actually an insult because it means half-breed. Okay. So like Ghana and Trinidad, you can't call anybody over there coolie. It's an insult. But here in Jamaica is actually, you know, it's a compliment. It means I'm of two different races and, you know, I got pretty hair.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. I mean... Is it a compliment? I don't know. We take it as a compliment because we always okay. say, you know, we have coolie in our way. So that means that we mix. We have Indian in our family. So we're okay. very proud that we are actually a mixed melting pot. And unfortunately, in other countries, as I said, in Trinidad and in Guyana, don't at me if you have a problem with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, Where do we at you <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to tell them my at yet. yet. <laughs> um, but um they find it to be an insult because or should i say some people find it as as an insult because it means that you're of a mixed race and you know the whole kind of tension between races Mm -hmm. in certain countries um guys it's not me writing history it's what i've seen and what i've read in history books this is the truth actually i probably have a book on that i should probably go and dig up in my library i actually have a book on that Mm
0: -hmm. So unlike slaves, these laborers earned a wage, but like slaves, they were treated like garbage and often misled and even abducted to, you know, be placed on these jobs. In the 1880s, a group of 680 immigrants arrived directly from China to work on farms. This group included about 170 women and children and the man who would found the Chinese Benevolent Society. The organization would offer humanitarian and social aid and protect Chinese customs and cultural identity. Just like, just as with the previous group, they had to deal with racial discrimination. And of course, when a new group comes into a country, the existing population tends to feel threatened. So, ready for some drums, Kenny?
1: Drama or drums? Drums, Because I'm ready for both. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, I don't have drums for you. I have drums. I work with it. Why? Why are your kids have such good timing? Because no, I hear I mentioned you've mentioned drums because that's what has said, and I'm hearing like um the music in the background. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good at so this. they're done. They're done for two for two. No, <laughs> they yeah, should just SFX be the sound effects, Steve. That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. <it. laughs> Okay, so hear this now. Mm -hmm. In 1918, all hell broke loose when a Chinese shopkeeper in Ewerton left his girlfriend in charge and went off for a few days, or so they thought. When the shopkeeper returned unexpectedly that evening, he found his girlfriend, who usually ran the shop for him, and a local policeman in a um, compromising position. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, indeed. So, the shopkeeper gave the naked policeman a good beating and chased him off. 1918. 1918. Oh, yes. Sounds like a present drama. I mean, it feels like the same story, just from the dawn of time. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, the shopkeeper gave the naked policeman a good beating and chased him off. And when he was nowhere to be found the next day, people assumed the worst, that the officer had been killed by the Chinese shopkeeper and maybe a posse of his friends and that the body had been hidden or chopped up or some crazy stuff like that. Okay, so so,
1: I don't know. hmm. This is probably something that I should probably think about myself, because for some reason, I thought he meant the Chinese man meant missing and the police did something to him. I really should probably
0: deal Although, with that racial bias in my yeah, head exactly
1: that <laughs> racial bias in my head i need to deal with mm. unfortunately well
0: especially mm-hmm. what's going on with the last year i do not blame you for assuming that but no the shot the policeman went missing and everybody assumed the chinese people uh chinese man had um you know dealt with the problem
1: I'm, i mean you're there with my woman what do you expect
0: oh mm-hmm. uh, boy well losing and riots broke out so i guess that's what happened um, mm. against Chinese owned businesses, uh, supposedly to avenge the police officer's death, but I mean, while some may have had that sincere intention, it also became Which, clear that this was just a xenophobic animosity right. boiling over, and right. there were opportunities taking advantage of the situation so right. but by the way, um mm. officer Mcdonald, or was quite fine <laughs> i mean. <laughs>
1: I mean, other than the bruises, he was quite fine.
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, after he got his beat down, he was so ashamed. He, he stayed low for a few days while all this avenging was going on in his name.
1: So, well, you see, the was, thing is, you know, it's not like back nowadays where you can get a camera or a phone and say, you know, some McDonald down the road, yeah, man, we're not about to loop down and say, you know, I'm all right, I'm fine, and I'm alive. No, no, man, probably in his house, not even realize that people are right on his behalf. He just hiding. He's you know, Mm -hmm.
0: you two generous, Kenny, because after they find this man
1: Uh and they showed
0: him to the locals to like say, calm down, he's alive. See him here. Right? They were Uh like, no, I I imposter that. And they just (laughs) continued (laughs) the rioting.
1: You're lying to us. (laughs) That doesn't look like McDonald at all. What does he look like? I don't know, but that doesn't look like him. Exactly.
0: I mean, they know it's a small town. They know what the man looked like. He was well liked, he was well respected, but they were just like, nah, That's I don't him. believe you. That's Nothing. even worse. <laughs> That's even worse. <sighs> anyway, so 452 participants in the riots were arrested, and 300 were sentenced to a year of hard label. Mm. So 22 shops had been totally destroyed and looted in the three-day chaos. That's how long these people rioted for. Well, and yeah. a few people, unfortunately, were even murdered during the, during this uh, violence. Yeah. Oh. 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 yeah.
1: I feel like uh-oh is my only thing that I keep saying, but continue. <laughs>
0: The retail grocery community uh, lobbied the Jamaican government to impose immigration laws to block Chinese immigrants. Newcomers from China would be charged 30 pounds on arrival. They'd have to pass a physical and then they'd also have to prove they could write and speak 50 words in three different languages. So basically, yeah, that's just that's just BS. Like nobody can come in. Nobody can come in with that kind of restrictions, especially exactly, back then. Exactly,
1: exactly. Especially with the the type, well, you know, the type of people that was coming over to Jamaica anyway was trying to look for a better life. That doesn't necessarily mean they had the facility to even learn English. So how exactly. do you expect me to have three different languages under my belt? Yeah, I myself exactly. don't. I myself who's been studying French for years don't even have anything under my belt.
0: Yeah, I know. They, they knew what they were doing. So by the 1930s now, the animosity boiled over again because unemployment was high and Jamaicans who were employed were overworked, underpaid, and suppressed by laws that favored wealthy minority whites. I mean, mm-hmm. thank God we've really evolved from those times. So, right.
1: well, not um, totally,
0: but we, yeah. Hmm? Oh, you know, so I'm totally you know what sarcastic.
1: I mean. <laughs> oh <laughs> i did not get that vibe that's okay <laughs> i sorry
0: that's all right a lot of that anger was directed at chinese jamaicans who were seen as taking away opportunities away from real jamaicans and taking oh advantage God. of their shop assistants yes that foolishness they might as well out.
1: be wearing maga hats back in the day if
0: they're acting hey. like that <laughs> yep <laughs> groups met to discuss the Alien question and called for violence. I, I, I really don't like calling immigrants aliens. It sounds very dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. Makes them the other. Yeah. So these were the years precluding the huge labor movement with the rise of heroes like Alexander Bustavanti, Norman Manley, Marcus Garvey, and others. Well, do I have a story uh, to tell
1: you about Norman Manley? Mm. <laughs>
0: A good or bad story? You will determine that on your own. Okay, that's a fair answer. <laughs> In 1947, the Chinese consulate was able to get the government restrictions against immigration relaxed. This allowed Chinese immigrants to send for their families, which caused some Chinese men to toss their local girlfriends out when they brought their actual wives over. Oh, my. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um standards. keep that in mind when I tell you the uh the next scandal that sparked oh, the next no. riot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so no. In 1965, uh was a, the next major anti-Chinese riot sparked by reports that a group of three Chinese brothers brutally attacked a female employee because of non-payments on a radio she bought on higher purchase. And the additional details behind the story is that the shop assistant was in a romantic relationship with her employer and when the employer's wife immigrated from China she was turned out of the house. Uh-oh. The shop assistant got into an altercation with the wife and the employer physically abused and manhandled her. And I mean he really did rough her up um to be fair um so it, that was not okay but um as you can see, story A was not the same as story B. So.
1: Right. But he more than refer up, he refer up mentally and physically
0: mm-hmm.
1: and emotionally.
0: So, similar to the 1918 riots, the actual details were kept private and instead the public heard the version of the three Chinese men beating up their employee over a small appliance. So, right. yeah. And within the same period, there was also a report apparently of a Chinese man shooting a black laborer. I did not get a lot of details out of this one. So um, don't know if it was true or not or exaggerated. So, mm. but all that is to say is that those incidents like helped to like get the riots going and they were followed by a week of riots in the form of arson and looting again against the Chinese immigrants. All right. So those were, I think, the three main uh was it three? I think those were three riots I I learned about. So um even though this last riot took place in the nineteen sixties, um, kind of parallel to all of that, in the nineteen forties, many of the second generation Jamaican Chinese rebelled against their parents' desires to remain fixed to Chinese culture. So they left the family business, they went into other professions, and they embraced aspects of Jamaican culture. Tolerance of Chinese culture grew in the African-Jamaican community as the communities continued to influence and blend into aspects of each other's culture, even while all of this... um, you know, distrust happening. and animosity. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's going on. So I'm gonna kind of wrap up with all the um the influences that we or the main influences that we know of. So other than mm. of course the food clearly. I love, clearly,
1: Chinese food. I love uh, it. Of course. <laughs> I am obsessed. And it's one of the only things my child will eat <laughs> when he's ready. So big up, big up for the fried rice. I love it.
0: Another aspect of it is the numbers game drop pan, which is said to have arrived in Jamaica with the earliest Chinese immigrants. Tickets numbered 1 to 36 are dropped in a pan, and individuals place wagers <laughs> on their chosen numbers being the winning ticket. So many players play based on dreams, omens, or by guessing based on analyzing the patterns of play. And the meanings of each numbers are based on Chinese and Afro-Jamaican origins. For example, the number seven means married woman and hog. And in Chinese custom, a son-in-law makes a gift of a pig or pork to his mother-in-law every new year. Um, The number eight stands for belly, uh, pregnant woman, hole or ring. All which could be related to Rastafarian belief that a woman has no lineage. A woman is only a vessel. That is very flattering. Thank, Thank you. You're <laughs> uh, you just a vessel, Kenny. We're just phases. Mm-hmm. Well, we, well, I, I was a vessel for my children. I okay. guess so. Yeah, um, yeah, but you're not <laughs> only a vessel. That's the part that I find um, not so flattering. <laughs> well, obviously,
1: but I will take the vessel. I'll take it. Okay. Because okay. I like to spin things that people like to try to insult me with, and I'll make it a new. I was a vessel. So What? <laughs>
0: Okay, that's
1: fair.
0: Organization. The Chinese have also worked hard to maintain links to their culture. Writers like Anglican Priest Easton Lee explore their Chinese Jamaican roots in poetry and prose. The Chinese Benevolent Society has several subsidiary organizations. Many Jamaican beauties of Chinese descent have entered and done well in the Miss Jamaica beauty contests Uh, winners include Sheila Chung and Patsy Yuen who was second runner-up in one of the Miss World pageants and Chinese Jamaicans have also made their mark in the political arena with MPs such as Rose Leon, Ferdinand Yap-Sam and Delroy Chuck. Uh, Similarly Chinese Jamaican impact on the business world is far-reaching with families and individuals controlling or founding Substantial restaurant, bakery, and supermarket chains such as Tasty Passies, Ellen Grill, Purity, and Super Plus, as well as banks such as NCB. NCB was news to me, but yeah. Oh, wow. So,
1: I agree. That one's new. One
0: yeah. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Future Daniel here. After Kenny and I finished recording this episode, it was brought to my attention that I missed many more iconic names that would be criminal of me to not mention. Thank you, Uncle Patrick. For example, Juicy Beef, no, ju- no Juicy Patties, was also started by Chinese Jamaican, similar to how Tasties was started. Byron Lee and Keith Lane contributed to the music industry. Paul Chen Young and Michael Lee Chin were philanthropists and pioneers in the banking industry who contributed to Jamaica's development. Lucien Chen was a boxing promoter. Father Holong, founder of the Missionaries of the Poor. It would have been truly shameful for me to not call Father Holong's name. Loved his place when we went to see them on school trips. Uh, There's also a Confucius Institute at the University of the West Indies that provides classes in Mandarin Calligraphy, Tai Chi, and they support many similar social activities to foster that Jamaica Chinese relationship. I mean, the more you know, right? Now back to the show. With all the sickening anti Asian violence going on in the US lately, I just thought it was appropriate to do this topic now rather than later. And as Jamaicans, I don't think we're as educated as we could be on our brothers and sisters of different backgrounds. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel like we didn't really get even half of this information in school. We didn't. For some reason, my mind is stuck on a
1: patty, and I really want a patty now. Preferably a oh my chicken gosh. patty. Which is, if you think <laughs> is this about because it, because I mentioned tasty? Yes. If you really think about it, a chicken patty is the perfect combination, or should I say the perfect... What's that called? What's what's it called again? Metaphor? Is it a Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Patty would honestly so if anybody doesn't really understand the context in which I'm speaking about, um, Danielle mentioned that the Chinese have have greatly contributed to a business called Tasty. It's the best thing in the world. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Um <laughs> <laughs> so Tasty makes Jamaican patties, and that is what we all go crazy about. So you know, when we hear the stories about send me patty, send me the frozen patty in the evening. Yeah, come up, give me my frozen patty that is what we go crazy for and if you really think about it there's a specific patty that is known as a chicken patty and i'd say that's the perfect combination of all of our cultures in one because of course you have the curry the chicken patty is a curry patty so of course that's the indian influence and of course you know the flaky pastry is the chinese influence and you know our love of it is the afro influence i guess and the spices and just the culture and then the scotch bonnet. so i'd say that's a perfect you know Perfect sum up. We are all chicken patties.
0: Does that make I sense? I love being a chicken patty. Yes. I want to be a chicken patty I when am. I grow up. And, and I am craving
1: a chicken patty right now. And I need to go yeah. and get it probably tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks, mm-hmm. Kenny. You actually made me hungry now. Thanks. And I'm sorry that you can't get it because, you know, you're there faring.
0: <laughs> I actually have some frozen one in the fridge. It's, I mean, it's good enough.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> Shut up! I didn't say it was the
0: same. <laughs> you gotta have it fresh, man. It's like crack bite. No bite, babe. <laughs> Good thing we have so many Jamaicans in New York. So anytime I go down to visit uh, my auntie in New York, then you know, passy. So, mm. all right. So I guess we'll wrap up now. So thank you for mm-hmm. listening. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, Kenny? In terms of insta or twitter or (laughs) whatever i don't want to plug anything
1: as yet because you know my life is a mess (laughs) and i don't want to have people following me and it's like literally just ghost town on my social media land so it makes no sense right now but you know maybe one day when i get a handle on my life fully i'll probably plug (laughs) that in properly so you guys can get
0: some entertaining tweets I guess from me. It's not like you have two kids or anything. I mean come on, get your act together. Yeah, two kids I mean. on, two kids
1: on the three Is that what you say? Or you, tell me, two- <laughs> you I don't tell me Kenny. You tell me. Well yeah that's my life guys. That's my life and I'm just waking up from the slumber. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so we'll wrap up. Thank you for listening. Join us again in two weeks for the next episode. And sources are in the show notes. See ya. See you guys. Babe.
1: Even though we're not seeing you. Okay, don't be cute. I am cute. <laughs> you are. <laughs>